Like, the world may never be the same after this. That's what I'm hoping for. Hi, I'm Kennedy, and you're listening to the I Care Too Much podcast. Thank you uh, for being the God that you are, um, for um, covering us and protecting us as only you can. Lord, we come before you today, uh, recognizing that people have expressed emotion, pain, frustration. Uh, People are concerned about the things that are going on around them. But God, we know you to be a God who is uh, omnipresent and omniscient. But most importantly, that you are a sovereign God. So, God, would you just begin to heal the hurt uh, that's facing so many of us? Would you begin to replace frustration and anger uh, with the sense of peace that only you can provide? God, would you begin to speak to the hearts and minds of each and every individual um, who wrestles with the idea of racism, um, with acceptance uh, of their own personal um issues that they may have with um, their own personal uh, parts that they play in the um, injustice and uh, racial divide in this country. Uh, God, would you give them clarity and understanding? Would you show them uh, that we are all humans, uh, that we are, we all deserve to be treated equally? Um, Ultimately, God, we're praying that you would just begin to heal this nation, uh, that you would be a uh, a source of comfort and peace. Uh, this prayer we submit to you in Jesus' name uh, because we know that you not only hear our prayers, but that you're faithful to respond. So again, we just want to thank you in advance for all that you do and all that you are. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How do I feel about the climate of the bullshit that's going on now? Um, angry, frustrated, um, belittled, um, wondering why in 2020 we're still dealing with once again the bullshit of this, why this is a thing. Like, you know, growing up, I definitely was told if you didn't like somebody, you know, turn the other cheek. So now it's this whole thing of um, harassment and racism and killing and shit that we should just be beyond. You know, um, of course, we know, you know, Ahmaud Arbery or Um, George Floyd, like, you know, they were wrongly, wrongly murdered in cold blood and so many others, like, but it comes a time where people got to pay for their actions, you know, in no way am I condoning, you know, being out and acting a damn fool as it relates to the protest, but sometimes you got to fuck some shit up to make a point. And so if it took, you know, um, a few buildings getting burned, if if it took people wilding out, tearing down shit for people to understand that it's not free for you to kill our black and brown people, then so be it. Because you weren't listening otherwise when we were trying to be peaceful with it. You know, it takes, you know, you got to make some noise in order for some shit to happen. And at this point, knowing how wrong and fucked up the shit is, I feel like every 
police commissioner across the U.S. should be speaking out, um, saying that they don't condone this type of behavior. You know, at this point, like, why are we still waiting here, wondering if it's going to be a conviction of some sort? Keyword, if it's going to be a conviction, because, you know, in these cases, somehow, you know, they make the shit to be right. We're living in a climate. We're living in a climate where shit is so set up. Like even yesterday, to the elections, you know, in D.C., they in the different wards, they cut it down to one or two polling um, locations per ward. I mean, I waited in line for four hours to get through the line and get to the top, and it was literally three people there taking the names, one person like assisting you in. Um, placing your ballot and then one person that's submitting your ballot four hours that and they said it was for the corona like submitting three people um to take care of thousands of people that shit was done on purpose because they figured three people could be there to take all those people so that people would walk away like bernie sanders name is still left on the ballot yet he's already dropped out of the race why because they wanted wasted votes they wanted wasted votes. A vote that's not there doesn't count. Like, it's always a setup. It's always. And they thought we as a people, we were going to leave and we weren't going to voice our opinion. Nah. We stayed in line for four hours because we had some shit to say. Why? Because y'all fucked up and thought it was free to kill black people. We're not standing for the shit no more. We rioted back in the 60s and 70s. We was fucking shit back up in slavery. What part don't the people realize we're not going anywhere. Where does this entitlement come that is free for you to sit here and do a fake call to the police? Where is it like, where is it free that you ask me, where am I going or what am I doing if I walk in an apartment building? Like you own the shit. Like at what point did it stop becoming free for people to mind their fucking business and treat people how they want to be treated? Like what the fuck gave people this entitlement shit? We're done with this shit. We're done with it. It's bigger than it's bigger than this. It's not black against white. It's life against death. And we sick of the shit. We fighting back. So if you don't like it, do something about it and do the right shit about it. Period. The peace for the victims. Prayers for the families over the that died at the hands of the police in the last two months. Um, we could go back. However many years, but we're just going through these last couple months. Um, it's very frustrating. Um, I'm sitting in the house last night listening to Marvin Gaye, and you know, just I just start breaking out crying. It's the same stuff that's still going on. The same stuff. Me and my pops had a conversation about this police brutality, and it's the same conversations. And I just don't want to lose any hope. I said to myself when I was around 2021, 20, hopefully. The world to get better, you know, the old races, they'll die off. But it, it looked like they're just passing it, that hatred down to, to, to the others, passing it through the system. Um, I just want everybody out here to say, to say stay safe, um, take care of your, you and yours. I told my girlfriend the other night, if we ain't had these kids, I'd be on the front line. But, you know, we, I got somebody to protect and grow up, and I got to share these same conversations my pops had with me. Um, it, it's very frustrating out here. I'm trying, you know, uh, people always say not all cops is bad, but 
it's, it's always the majority over the minority. So, you know, I, I really don't run into many interaction in, interactions with the cop, but I, I just would, I would hate to be one of those victims or, or hate to be a victim of police brutality. So, I, I don't know. I mean, people say go vote, put people in uh, positions of power, but the system has to change in itself. And everything starts at the top. Like I said, I, I got kids. I just hope when they turn 25, 30, this won't be happening anymore. It'll be over with. But all, all, all we got left is hope. So, I'm still trying to remain strong for the people in my circle and my loved ones. It's just it's just hard out here and it's a it's it's a nationwide a, a worldwide protest. I saw some you know, America's spike numbers up all the time. I seen some statistic where all fifty states holding protests. And that's love. And um I think the last time we all felt like this was the Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown. You know, I, I hate to, like, leave names out to the victims, but I, I'll be talking for three hours if I saw a name in all of them. So I, I, I think it's beautiful how we all coming together. And, you know, I don't mind the riots. I don't mind the looting because we learned that from our oppressors. We didn't, we didn't make – we learned that from them. So I just want everybody to, just, to stay safe. Um, peace, whether you be peaceful, whether you yelling or breaking windows, hey, do what you gotta do to get out, your, get your anger out. But um, I think it was in December, right before the new year, I was really looking back in time, and it was to the exact date since the first slave hit the United States. So it was technically really 400 years, and I told myself. Something in 2020 might happen where it's going to make the whole world change. And, you know, the COVID kind of had me at first, but I think this is going to do it with this. It's because it's just not a couple states here and there. It's a worldwide. It's, this is getting recognized worldwide for what these police doing. And it's been happening, but now everybody opened up their eyes. So hopefully things change. I, I feel a little bit of hope won't come out of this. And the, the cops got uh, uh, charged today. And hopefully that's take the steps in charging other cops for their actions. And hopefully this don't have to happen no more. So, like, I love everybody. I love my people. If you're not standing with us, you're not standing by us, you're not standing for us, then you're just in the way. And we don't even need to be interacting if, if, you, if you're the ops. So this is a great example of you really getting to see people's true character. And I don't really put too much stock in celebrities, but it's been a lot of cooning going on for some people that kids look up to, that we, we, we download their apps and download their music. Like, it's been a lot of support going on behind the scenes from us regular folk, and they just turn around cooning right in our face. So let's uh, let's just keep putting stock in us and our family and our loved ones and real people we look up to. So that's all I got to say for real. Everybody say stay safe. Um, it's a, a PG County protest Friday um, at 1 p.m. 
at the Showplace Arena up in Marlboro. Um, I'm going to try to get off work. I hope to see everybody out there. You know, we're going to keep it peaceful. And I, I just hope this 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 right here, this moment right here, I just hope it makes makes change, like right now. Like the world may never be the same after this. That's what I'm hoping for. I feel your pain. I'm a black woman. I'm a mother of two black sons. I grew up in the Midwest, AKA the New South. The plight for justice, black lives has been present in my life for as long as I can remember on this earth. So as recent events unfold, it's ever more clear that a strategic change in a more progressive direction for us is well, well overdue. And we as a people are here to collect. Make no mistake, enemy lines were drawn way before these current events went down. Generations of lives have been taken and futures robbed of individuals who were served injustice from birth due to the color of their skin. In fact, the plight to respect black life in America is superseded by animal life, a mission racists have given more justice to throughout American history. But time's up. The cost of liberty is less than the price of repression. W.E.B. Du Bois, if they were not with us before, they are not in solidarity now. We dumbed down the impact of our message, Black Lives Matter, by taking a knee to demonstrate a nonviolent approach to our pleas. But there's no compromise with evil for you see cops taking a knee and then gassing peaceful protesters, excuse me, peaceful protesters, disgraces the purpose behind both the request for equality and lives lost that the knee represents. I say no more. And I'm back, saluting with the fist my aunts, participants in our upward movement ingrained in me as a kid a symbol of black power over oppression. And I'm not letting up. Slavery, oppression, Jim Crow, dissemination of the black family, socio-political strongholds that keep us at staggering disadvantages, weaponized cocaine, whitewash of our history, theft of our culture, disease engineering, and utilization of our DNA without consent for profit, and the list of crimes goes on. No more silence of the black voice. Black dollars matter. When they don't listen, they must feel. Don't be deceived by the opposition and sheep naming streets in the name of BLM. Shucking and jiving to the Cupid shuffle with protesters, entertaining the NFL sorry excuse of an olive branch apology, singing lean on me in front of the White House, start leaning on these judges and politicians that ignore the disadvantages in this system to exist from one generation to the next. These aren't cracks in the system my people have fallen through. These are craters that deface justice disguised as white saviors with genealogy rooted in hatred. You cannot vote evil like this out. Hatred is their precipice. Abolishment of a system that was established when we were considered less than human is the current prescription for the discussion on equality. Yet, until the individuals in power are willing to relinquish their power or uphold justice, this plague will continue to be the demise of humankind. And I refuse. I have kids to fight for. I have ancestors to fight for.
I have events from my past with racists, with cops that have abused their power and have tried to kill my future to fight for. So I am speaking on behalf of the Netherlands. Well, I'm not speaking on behalf of the Netherlands, but I am from the Netherlands and I'm speaking on the fact that we are at war in this country as well. Um, The protests over here were sparked by the murder of George Floyd, but are not just in solidarity of um, freeing the United States, but also uh, freeing ourselves and our society that is full of racism and mainly microaggressions. And so me um, living here, growing up here, being born here uh, as a daughter of immigrants from Asia, um, uh, Indonesia to be exact, which was a colony of the Netherlands up until 60, 70 years ago. And so I'm literally product of slavery. Um, I do not pretend to understand what it's like to be black. I'm not black. I'm not black in America. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know what it's like. I can only speak about my own feelings and my own experiences um, within the Netherlands. I've realized this whole week that I was exposed to all these microaggressions, all these forms of racist assumptions um, that I just, I guess, ignored to be okay. And this whole week has been tremendously heavy to realize that and to have to explain myself and defend myself about it. Like I've been posting on social media and I was actually happy that my circle was okay. Cause you know, this is when you, when you see who's who, this is when the true colors come out. And so I was telling somebody yesterday, telling one of my friends yesterday, like, Hey, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm relieved that I don't have to, you know, cut off people or have these intense discussions. And then boom, as soon as I said that, I had to have one of those intense discussions with somebody that I personally know, a white man um, who dared to compare racism and the feelings that are put upon people of color through certain remarks that you hear all your life, certain assumptions that you get thrown at all your life with his height. I'm not even going to get into detail, but it was just so outrageous to me. And then basically saying something so condescending as, well, you know, I respect and love all people, but I understand that you're mad. That's the most fucking condescending thing you can say to somebody. It's like, sorry, you feel that way. Like, I'm not going to own responsibility. I'm not going to own up to checking myself. But, hey, I love everyone. So, you know what? Whatever I do, I mean it well. So I'm not going to stop doing that. And it's just, oh, it, I just exploded. And then I had to have, have to explain myself to somebody else who called me all kinds of names based off of a reaction that comes out of emotion that is built up for 40-something years. And they asked of me to, to sympathize and to understand where it's coming from, from the white person saying that. And I'm fed up having to defend myself and explain myself and always be nice and always consider their feelings 
when I've done that for 40 years and now the one time I'm emotional about something, I get checked and called names. That shit is not right. Because if you're asking me to understand your point of view, then how about you start understanding the point of view of people that have been going through this for hundreds of years? Again, we are asked to find the solution. Well, we're not the people with the problem that caused the problem. And it's just, it just really hit me. And not because I was ignoring it, not because I wasn't trying to fight, but it just hit me. And it just, it's frustrating. As you can hear, I'm crying again. Not because I'm hurt, because I'm angry and frustrated and I'm fucking tired and I don't want to explain myself anymore. And I'm tired of it. And if I want to be emotional, if I, if my response is aggressive and emotional, then I have a right to be aggressive and emotional. That's it. I don't have anything else to say. And if somebody doesn't like it, they go check themselves. I can't do it anymore. We've been doing it in peace for hundreds of years. And the one time we, st- we speak up, we're being, you know, marked as aggressive and violent and, and all kinds of names, which is ridiculous to me. I am tired. I am so tired. Every day, every month, every year, it seems like there's a new hashtag. (sighs) What are we going to do about these hashtags? Like, seriously, what are we going to do about them? Every day, a mother's losing their child. A child is losing their parent. A family member is losing a relative. I am tired. And you know what I'm so tired of? Well, I'm more disappointed that it took until the year 2020 for everybody to wake up and finally understand that we were not crying wolf this whole time. We tried to tell y'all that racism exists. We've tried to tell you over and over. And it is frustrating that it took so long. You look outside and you look at the news clips and you see things on fire and you see people breaking stuff. We are tired, okay? We tried to be nice. We tried to write letters. We tried to vote. Granted, those things have got us far. But why didn't you listen to us until we put cities on fire? You could have prevented that, you know? They could have prevented that. But it's okay. I feel like people are waking up. I feel like people woke up from the longest freaking slumber I have ever, ever seen in my life. I just wish hashtags brown bodies, black babies. I wish we didn't have to die for people to wake up. I have to raise my kids in a world with racism, 
My grandmother's been through it. My great-grandmother's been through it. My mother's been through it. I've been through it. And now my kids have to go through it? Seriously? I hope all this does not go in vain. And sometimes it's hard because at first, you know, we preach all this that we don't need anybody. You know, this is on us. We can make the change. We fight. We do this. And it works. We will get there. But I think I I started a, a big lesson than this for me was I guess we do need allies. And by all these news clips showing all these people out here saying Black Lives Matter, that is heartwarming. I never thought <laughs> that I would see <laughs> as many allies as I see today. So I will say, <laughs> through all my tears, all my pain, all my anger, the part of this that makes me smile are those people coming together to try to make this world a better place. I am tired. And I want to say one more thing, and I hope people listen. This is geared towards my black people. Please stop fighting. We all want the same thing in the end. We're all in the same race. The way we get to the finish line may vary. But we don't need to trip each other up and put hurdles in front of each other to get to the same freaking goal. Stop fighting. When they see us fighting, they're going to think it's okay for them to fight us. I am tired. It's hard to believe that we're here again, thinking about our brothers, our sisters, non-gender conforming people who continue to experience injustice around the world and often being killed and life shortened by those who we've been socialized to believe are supposed to protect us, but yet they struggle to protect us. And really, truly, I've struggled this past week to think about how to put my emotion into perspective and how to be productive versus counterproductive in responding to yet another adjust injustice against black and brown bodies. In my work, I'm, um, I relate to communities in Africa and all over the continent. I've been receiving shocking concerns from our brothers and sisters on the continent about what is happening in the United States. People can't believe what they've seen as our brother Floyd is laying there asking to get relief so he could breathe. Again, we hear the words, I cannot breathe. And so I want to share with us words from my brother Talani in Ghazi, entitled Holy Anger. Anger. My brother says, I'm very angry. My spirit is troubled. I feel the pain of being persecuted, but I'm not perplexed. 
I understand the challenge of being attacked from all sides, but I'm not discouraged. I am black. I am male. I guess that means I walk around with a target on my back front and both sides. From homeland of Africa to Europe and the Americas, I'm always presumed guilty before proven otherwise. You don't believe me. Why don't you try window shopping while black? I bet you won't last five minutes before someone starts signaling you out on the shopping floor, start watching you, following you like a hawk. I'm always expected to explain myself, even on matters that are private. When they try to invade my privacy, I respond with a polite why. They ask, why am I so secretive as if I'm not allowed to have boundaries? Black people are not allowed to have boundaries. If they insist on boundaries, then they should be bound and punished both figuratively and practically. I make efforts to communicate respectfully and intelligently. And then they ask me where I got educated. I try to speak proper English because it enables me to make an income and pay my bills. Then they ask, where am I from? I ask why. They say, you sound like someone from West Africa, Ghana or something. Are you confused right now? That makes two of us. I'm not perfect, but damn, I'm very good in some areas. I've got gifts and talents that God custom made just for me. I've got reasonable education. I am respectable and I am kind. I'm ordained and I guess also anointed. Guess what? None of that matters because I'm still walking with the target on my back. I'm a black man walking down the streets of New York with a target on my back. I'm moving. I'm a moving target down the streets of London. London. Even when I'm just sitting in my house in Alexander having lunch, I'm, I still have a target on my back. I'm not complacent. I challenge racism, but they say I'm an angry person. I try to sensitize people about this ungodly fruit of the flesh. They say I'm irrational, but it is right there in the Bible. God does not tolerate prejudice. God created all humans in God's image. I'm angry because Jesus would have been angry too. I hold no grudge because my anger is holy. I don't make any plans to return evil for evil because my anger is holy. I don't plan to destroy any life because my anger is holy. Make no mistake, I am still angry. Holy anger inspires hope. Holy anger empowers. Holy anger brings a new normal. You too shall, should be angry. Again, that is from my brother, Reverend Talani and Gonzale. In Gonzale, a uh, South African pastor in the United Congregational Church of Southern Africa. And so for the time that I have remaining, I just want to close out in a word of prayer, knowing that the divine one is hearing us, that the divine one is walking with us, that the divine one is inspiring our movements. Although they try to crush us, although they try to say there were menace to society, we know. God is with us. So pray with me, gracious and loving God, you're known by me. Through encounters of, uh, though encounters vary from person to person and faith tradition to faith tradition, you remain the same faithful God from generation to generation, calling forth love, justice, grace, and peace. We come to you now, God, with heavy hearts, minds clouded by grief, disappointment, and at some levels, resentment. We're weary. God, we are pissed off. 
we're frustrated and yes, we are angry. For here we are again, crying for equality, asserting that our lives matter, hashtagging the name of another sibling, another cousin, another friend who've had their journey on this side interrupted at the murderous hands of those who are called to serve and protect. We ask the question, oh God, exactly who are they serving and protecting? Does these commitments to serve and protect only extend to those of a lighter hue and deny to your black and brown babies. We're suffocating with the realization that we are still seen and experienced as left than and as a threat. Dignity and respect continues to be denied to our people around the world. God, the spark of divinity that you've given to us is ignored by our oppressors. Our breath continues to be taken away by the glaring injustices in this country as it relates to policing, medical services, and educational opportunities, and the opportunity to acquire wealth. The promise of peace, justice, and liberty is declined when it's presented to Black, Brown, and trans bodies, for we continue to be confronted with repression, cruelty, and microaggressions. God, hear us, answer us, guide us. We need your wisdom. We long for your care. We yearn for sustainable solutions to the bigotry, racism, and heterosexism that confront our people daily from coast to coast, continent to continent, from east to west. God, we need your spirit to lead and guide us. Comfort those who grieve this day in unexplainable ways. We call forth the spirit of Martin, Ida B. Wells, Marcus Garvey, Wendy Mandela, Kwame Nkrumah, Malcolm X, and Auntie Waters. Endow us with their spirits. Give us holy boldness for the journey ahead. This we pray in the name of all that is holy, just, and righteous. Amen. Amen.